This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What is up, Spurs Nation? It's your boy Rob from a bucking Spurs podcast from buckingspurs.com make sure you go check out the website and you subscribe and share this episode it's a preseason roundup episode let's talk about everything now from the scope of it being over there's no more games in front of us to get better uh, besides the regular season i think by this time we kind of know what to expect so let's dive into it let's dive into the hot spots the light spots the bright spots the dark spots you know we'll talk about all that all right and more but first we're gonna drop this beat So the preseason roundup, just a few things off the top of my head. Zion Williamson is for real. And I've always heard that good players you have to plan for and great players just destroy your plans, right? So um, he seems like a guy that can do that type of thing. So the Pelicans are going to be someone that I thought maybe wouldn't be really fighting for the playoffs. We'll see. It's a long season, injuries, whatnot. Uh, Zion seems to be flowing in to the league very, very smoothly. And I think that's because they have him in a role where they're not asking him to do too much. And he's playing around some really good players. So if they can all stay healthy, they might be a problem down the line. But let's hope not. Um, That's one takeaway from the preseason. Another one, DJ is going to be huge for us. He is going to be a monster on both ends of the floor. He can really push that ball he makes us play a lot faster than i ever could have thought of we have we haven't seen it it's been a while i mean he can really get that ball and just push it push it all in he gets all the way to the rim he can go coast to coast he can get a rebound he can take off and go coast to coast and finish on the other end we saw what happened to to james harden in that that play um, where we saw a little bit of that but not only that he makes everyone play faster he makes Bryn sprint to his spots faster he's been finding Bryn a lot just wide open because he's pushing that rock DeMar DeRozan's gonna get a lot of easy buckets too um and he's just a leader he seems to be a guy that's just like talking every time we we call timeout or whatever he goes to straight to that to that guy and and guy who needs talking to either good or bad encouragement or needs to be called out on some stuff and he seems uh to be the guy who doesn't mind doing that type of thing and that's great uh we need that Manu was like that Manu will go get in your face about a missed defensive rotation or whatnot so that's huge and LaMarcus Aldridge, guys, is going to be LaMarcus Aldridge, okay? He was like 11 for 13 versus Houston. I know earlier on in the 
in the preseason against Orlando and Miami. He came out and shot some threes and whatnot. Um, so will he shoot more threes? I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on. But I think, you know, the at the very least, what we can expect is that he's going to be doing his thing that he always does. He's going to be killing it from that block. He's going to be killing it from mid-range. I mean, against Houston, he was a monster. He looked really good against Memphis. And he, he is who he is. And that's good enough for us, San Antonio. Don't get it twisted around and think, oh, we need to get rid of him and whatever. You know, a report came out that Sabonis from Indiana uh, is available or t- they're, they're taking talks, trade talks or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Look, would, would Sabonis fit into San Antonio? Yeah, he would. He would. But would, would I give up LaMarcus for him? No, because we're trying to win a championship now this season. And he is our guy. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to get us 21, 22 points a game. He's going to be a monster. He's unstoppable on the block. Now, he showed that he can still shoot a few threes here and there. But uh, do we want him to? I'm going to talk about that later. The Rooks are going to be in Austin. I've, I've come around to it. Um, they're going to be spending about 70% of the time over there. You know, all of them didn't get much reps uh, reps in the preseason where I feel they could have. But the Spurs are like, we, we don't care what you think, Rob. The Spurs are like, it doesn't matter what you think. What we're going to do is we're going to give them a little bit of reps in the preseason so they can feel how the NBA game is, what the pace is and whatever. Now let's go ahead and throw you down to uh, develop in the G League. And I'm fine with that. It's a little bit sadding, uh, saddening. Um, I think Keldon played well. Quindary played well. Luca showed flashes here and there. So they're going to be a big part of what we do in the future. But for now, this season looks like they're going to be in Austin for most of this season. All right, so Lonnie needs minutes. He needs a little bit more minutes. I think he's proven this um, preseason and the time that he did get on the floor that he's capable of a lot of things. He can come out, hit the three. He can shoot a mid-range jump shot. He proved against um, Memphis, you know, and there's a few times where he was flying to the rim. So he needs to play, and I think that Lonnie's going to be one of those guys, and we're talking about depth in a little while, about who, you know, how deep are we? And I think, you know, there's no one in the West that rolls as deep as the Spurs are this season. Tell me. You tell me someone. There's only one team, two teams that even can be in the conversation. Denver, Utah. Those are guys that I feel that are as deep as us. Now, we're all not superstar heavy like the big guys, but I think we can get it done with the depth that we have in the playoff rotation. We're going to talk about the depth later. I'm going to hold that for a little while. Uh, Lonnie needs to be one of those guys. He needs to get the minutes. I know in preseason there were some games where he didn't play a lot. Last night against Memphis, he didn't play like in the whole first half. He came out uh, late in the third or in the fourth quarter and dropped like eight points or whatever. He had a couple mid-range jumpers. Uh, Patty caught him flying to the rim, and so he put a, a nasty and one jam down against Memphis. And, you know, he can do it all. He's a guy that, that's going to be able to flourish, and we need to enable this guy. We need to give him the opportunity to go ahead and get that um, get that opportunity. We, we need to give it to him so he can go and take advantage of it, in other words, because uh, he can really do it all. He can pass the ball. In transition, he's flying. And he's smart, heady in transition. He knows when to give up the rock. He knows when to take the rock. And so I'm looking forward to Lonnie taking advantage of whatever opportunity we give him. Derek White off the bench in the past two games has looked a little bit better than he did previous, the first two or three games. He struggled. He struggled and it takes adjusting time. And I don't expect him to to take it on full head of steam when the season, when the season starts. But it's going to be another weapon. We're just so deep. And Derek White coming off the bench can be huge for us uh you know splitting his time with Dejounte and whatnot uh and having Derek White being just as productive as he was last year in the starting lineup 
coming off the bench is what we need. And um, there's going to be times where he's out there with LaMarcus and a couple bench guys or with DeMar and a couple bench guys, whatever. Uh, Derek White needs to stay assertive, aggressive, heady, and just compete on the defensive end on the floor. And I'm really looking forward to see what type of um, role he's really going to have. You know what? He's, if he's going to be coming off the bench, that's fine. But what is his role coming off the bench? Everyone has roles from the top down to the bottom, right? Now, earlier on the season, I thought they were going to start. So I thought Lonnie was going to be that six-man Swiss, Ar- Swiss Army knife coming off the bench. But you know what? That might be Derek White. And I hope that we have two guys in the running for the six-man of the year award at the end of the season and Lonnie Walker and Derek White. I hope it's both of them. I think they both can be that type of player. I think if they get those minutes, which I believe that they will, they will be right there uh, to battle for those spots. Okay, so Forbes, Bryn Forbes looks jacked. His his jumper looks jacked. His shoulders look jacked. Um, his legs look jacked. He's getting a shot off so smooth and from deep. Um, I think that he and LaMarcus Aldridge will be the most consistent players on our team all season. That's right, all season long, LaMarcus Aldridge will be giving us what he does every night. 20 points, boom, there you go. He's, he's a guaranteed walking bucket from the block, and he's going to cause a lot of trouble for the opposite big men on the other team. And I think Forbes is going to be a steady ship, just unstoppable. He's going to be lights out. Will he have shooting games, yeah, where he doesn't shoot all that well? Yeah, he had some games in the preseason where he didn't shoot all that well, but... More often than not, he's running to his spots. I think he's gotten like a four-point play in two or three out of the five preseason games. He's looking to, to draw fouls off the jump shot. Um, he's money now off the dribble. He can really take you off the dribble and nail that floater down the lane. And, and uh, he's just super smart. And you can tell he's playing with some confidence that um, is earned. It's earned confidence. I think last year being our rock, playing like 81, starting 81 of the 82 games or something like that, all season last year gave him what he needed, gave him the mental tools to what he needed to know that he belongs and I think the Spurs are now telling him look you're going to start at the two and your job here is to spread the four and shoot it as much as possible um, don't worry about DeMar DeRozan's touches don't worry about LaMarcus it's not your job to get those guys the ball that's not Bryn's job that's going to be DeJounte's job and uh, and whoever the four is or the five out there with those guys and so Bryn has the green light and he's going to be taking advantage of that all year long and I believe he can do it at a consistent at a consistent level okay we're fast i think that's something i talked about earlier Dejounte really does bring that element to us we're a lot faster than last year okay a lot faster than last year i want to talk about the over under you know 40 uh, vegas has us at 46 46 and a half games over under i gotta take the over you know why because we're gonna make the playoffs okay we're gonna make the playoffs a lot of teams bill simmons and a lot of those guys at the ringer don't uh have us they have us as one of those teams that are going to fall off uh, because the West got better, and and you know what? They're they're not they're not wrong in why they pick this thing. You know, us to drop off. You know, they talked about Davis Bertans being a huge loss, and he is, and he is. But we got way deeper. We're way deeper this year than we were last year, guaranteed. I mean, what what were we in the playoffs? Seven guys deep, if that, against Denver this year. We have a legitimate eight nine guys that are that make us that deep. Um, I got to say over them 46 and a half games. Let's look at the last three years of the eighth seed in the West. Three years ago, believe it or not, 41 wins got you into the playoffs three years ago. That, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, two years ago, the eighth seed had 47 wins. Last year, the eighth seed, the Clippers had 48 wins. So we know that the West is competitive. You need to be trying to hit 50. If you hit 50, then you're golden. I think this year coming in with continuity, 
we're going to win basketball games. We're going to be ultra competitive. That's not going to be a problem. So we're going to go ahead and take a break right now and listen to our brother and sister pods from Big Heads Media Podcast Network, and we'll be right back. Hey, yo, it's Troy Adams from the podcast Wrestling Society. Every single Wrestling Wednesday, we bring you brand new episodes where we review the best and worst of professional wrestling eras of the past, as well as the biggest current events in professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Search for us on YouTube, where we have hilarious WWE Network watch-alongs, reviews of terrible shows, and other great content. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Society, and we're available on all podcast platforms come join the society okay again 46 and a half games we're over that i think uh this preseason has led me to believe that we can run and gun with the best of them and if we want to ground and pound it we can do that too Jakob pertle has been one of the main guys that no one uh talks about but is huge in what we're doing i mean and he's a guy that can come off the bench or start really depends on the matchup and be effective either way Either way, he's coming into the game and he's causing havoc on the defensive end. And on the offensive end, we're actually looking for him a little bit more. And Pop came out and said that too, that he's just been getting better every day, getting better every year, right? He's just a guy that works hard and is going to put in the work. And I feel like Jakob can be a contributor on the offensive end this season where he was not last season. Now, we're not going to dump the ball into him, but to say he gets the ball, he's not going to look to just give it up or whatever. He can go get one. Uh, DeJounte Murray had a great pick and roll dime to him. Him last night uh, against Memphis and he jammed that thing home that is something that I've been waiting to see out of Jakob for a long time right or not a long time but pretty much all season last year I was waiting for it you know I want him to be a monster around the rim I want him to be a DeAndre Jordan-esque type finisher because he has the athleticism and he's more skilled around the rim than than DeAndre right so he has the potential to be great and he's not a guy who's gonna um, he's not a guy who uh, his greatness is going to determine if he starts or not, right? So that's a beautiful thing. Now, let's talk about this double-edged blade that we have that we can use in our starting lineup, which is Jakob or Trey Lyles. That's what it seems to be from this preseason is that we can dictate that maybe one of those two guys are going to be starting and Trey Lyles being able to start coming in as uh, as a free agent is is pretty damn impressive to me so so kudos to Trey Lyles he I've talked about it in my last pod I think he's kind of like a Boris DL type guy I think that he can actually make everybody better and you can see that he he's really hesitant to score and to take shots when he's in the starting lineup I think DeJounte had to talk to him a little bit against Memphis like hey man like you're open you know take it and you know what I think that's going to come with time I think right now he's trying to impact the game by flowing by making the offense flow a little bit better he doesn't want the ball to stop when it hits his hand or anything like that so having him in the starting lineup gives us one look when we want to go small we can put Lamarcus at the five we can put Trey Lyles at the four when we want to go big we can put Jakob at the five and Lamarcus at the four and both looks are pretty nasty right um Jakob gives us so much Trey Lyles gives us so much so I'm excited about that it's really going to dictate be dictated by the matchup all season long I think we can expect to see both of those guys start and uh, you know at some points we might even get Rudy or Damari Carroll starting at the four and when we play small ball over Trey Lyles but Trey Lyles gives us a look I mean he's looking to catch that ball go hand it off catch someone slipping back door he's a good finisher around the rim a good high low passer with Lamarcus he can really elevate Lamarcus game um, just the way kind of Pau Gasol did, where he's a little high-low action, um, 
I know we shouldn't be talking about Powell, but you know what? Powell was he was he was he was decent for us. I, I don't want I don't want to just throw shade at Powell. His contract was nasty and kind of hurt us for two years, but either way, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, Powell. Shooting more threes. That's what everybody wants us to do, and that's why most of the big big media personalities feel like we're not gonna make it this year. Again, they're doubting us. Just like they do every year, but let's, let's let's find out the reason why this year. The reason why they're doubting us this year is because they think that the system that we are playing is outdated and doesn't work in today's NBA. And you know what? They're not wrong about us having an outdated system, but here's the thing. Y'all can try to play one type of way. Other teams can try to mimic, you know, this style of basketball, Um Houston style basketball, Warrior style, whatever, blah blah blah. But let me tell you what: none of y'all are Houston. None of y'all are Golden State. You know, y'all can't do what they want to do. Even though that's a that's a style of play that's entertaining, that's a sexy style right now. But is it gonna give you wins? I mean, I don't know. You know, so that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we're gonna play a little bit outdated. But you know what? We're gonna win a lot of basketball games because we are damn good at it. We're damn good at playing this type of way. And you guys, the rest of the league, is gonna have trouble playing against us and being able to match up with us while while we play this way. Now, last year we had we we let the league in uh, mid-range field goals, attempts, and percentages. We had Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan were like two of the league leaders in the mid-range out of the whole NBA last year. And I think that's because just our system enabled them to to do that, right? Um, so other teams, other players wouldn't be able to do that in this fast-paced type of tempo offense. They're trying to score as many points as they can. That's the goal behind those types of offenses. And that's not our goal. Our goal is to, we don't want to score 130 points a game. No, we want to score 112, 115, 100, but we want to hold you to 90, 95, 100. That's where we want to hold you. And that's when we, that's where we know guys, that's where it's going to happen. We're going to take care of everything on the defensive end, and that's what's going to make us competitive. So shoot more threes. Do we need to? Yes. But should we transfer our offense over? No. Um, This style of play that we have going on is championship level, and I think it can get us there, right? It can get us all the way to the conference finals, the Western Conference Finals. I believe that no matter if we're playing against Houston or if we're playing against the Clippers, the Clippers aren't going to be this team either. No one's giving the, the Clippers shit. They're not going to be a team that's trying to shoot as many threes as possible that's not doc rivers that's not the clipper style they don't have the players for that they're gonna be taking a lot of mid-range game i mean they have our guy they have Kawhi, who's who's uh one of the best in the league at the mid-range game so what do you think they're gonna be doing no one's giving them their no one's giving them their uh shit for for that you know paul george is also a guy who can do it all but you know we're the spurs so they just want to find a reason to count us out they just want to so but let's talk about three-point shooting in the preseason okay so in the preseason um we shot 18 threes against orlando that went down against miami and we shot 13 okay against new orleans houston and memphis we had an uptick in threes now i think that's fair to to uh we have to this has to be stated that in those first two games against orlando and miami we we really didn't play any of our main guys in uh, the fourth quarter and even halfway into the third towards the end of the third we pulled those guys out all right so those two games are almost like we shouldn't even talk about those games um, because they're not a direct reflection of what we're what we're capable of. We had Dal- Dalton Holmes play a lot in those games. He didn't play a lot in the next three. Uh, we had Derek Lawson who played a lot in those games. I mean, even in the first half, right? And you know, those games really shouldn't even be taken accounted for. So 
we shot 18 and 13 in the first two. Now let's talk about the next three against New Orleans, against Houston, against Memphis, against Miami. I'm sorry, against New Orleans. That was that was a game where we kind of saw a little bit more of maybe what we can what we could be right on the offensive end. And against New Orleans, we shot 24 threes. Right against Houston, we shot 27 going up. Against Memphis, the final three games, we went up again and shot 31 threes. Now, how efficient were we? We climbed in that rank too. We hit nine against New Orleans. We hit 10 against um, Houston. And then we hit 14 against Memphis. Now, do we want to shoot 27 to 31 threes? No, a game, no. Um, we want to hit 10 to uh, 10 to 14, I think, a game. That's what we want to do. Now, if we can do that in the most efficient way possible, then you know hats off to us but who is going to be taking those threes i think that's something that we need to talk about because a lot of us want to see lamarcus shoot more threes and demar derozan shoot more threes but is that the goal is that the answer is that the formula that's going to enable this whole offense to turn on a different switch and i want to say no do i want them to shoot threes a little bit more threes yes okay so how do those two answers you know oppose each other but the goal still remains the same well we all seen this year that Bryn has a green light so Bryn needs to take the heaviest amount of uh threes coming into the the starting lineup or he didn't he was kind of a catch and shoot player last year and he knocked it down he was our he shot 41 percent from the three last year um so he not that he didn't shoot well but now we want him and are encouraging encouraging him to get his shot off. There's a difference, okay? So, and obviously off the bench, Marco so far this preseason has been killing it from the three-point ball. Uh, Patty Mills as well. Now, other than those three guys, Bryn, Marco, and Patty, this is my list, okay? I'm going to put my list on who I want to be taking the most three-pointers on our team, and it goes like this. Bryn, Marco, Patty, Rudy, Damari, Lonnie, DJ, White, then I want DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. I think those two guys need to be taking maybe four to five threes combined, okay? We saw last night against Memphis, DeMar DeRozan went three for three. That was against Memphis. Just calm down. He's not a sniper now who's just going to be killing it from the mid-range. No, but we do need him to take two to three shots a game, so I'm glad he took them. Uh, will he make three for three every game? No, guys, come on. I mean, against uh, Miami, I think, too, uh, LaMarcus went two for two to start the game. Does that mean he's always going to go two for two to start the game? No, but you know what? If we can have those two guys combine for six three-pointers and maybe hit two or three of them, um, that's going to give us a different look. And especially when it comes late in games, we need to make sure that these guys are able to look to get that shot off. Now, we're not going to be running a play. Here's Here's why. And it's just about it's about what I was just about to say. Late in games, in the fourth quarter, in the clutch moments, are we gonna run a, a play to get Demar Derozan a three point shot? No. Are we gonna run a play to get Lamarcus a three point shot? No. Okay. Now, would we run a play to get Bryn, Marco, Patty, Demari a three point shot? Yes, we would. See, that's the difference. Okay, so that's why I'm saying we don't need LaMarcus and DeMar to be taking all these threes, but we do need them to be taking some and hitting some and being effective in that area. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to try to switch our offense around and have these guys start taking a lot of threes. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, 
So when it comes to, you know, we want to take around 14, 15 threes a game. I think 10 of those threes need to be coming from that list, right? And then maybe four or five of those threes need to be coming from our, our two guys, right? Just to give them another look. It makes us better as a team. And do we want to shoot more threes? I think, yes, we have the speed to, I talked about it in a drive-through Spurs take video on YouTube. If y'all aren't following me on YouTube, y'all are missing out. I'm about to have a whole new schedule. Hey, I'll take that time to talk about YouTube in a little while, a uh, little while in my next break. Um, but in one of my episodes of drive through Spurs takes, I talked about, look, we need to take more threes. Yes, but we need to take them in opportunities where they're there, like in transition. We need to really push. And I think DeJounte gives us that just by putting DeJounte Murray in the game gives us those opportunities to shoot more threes to believe it or not and it's not like um it's not like we're golden state where their half court offense is trying to get steph curry and clay thompson three pointers no and, and kevin durant no that's within their offense that's not within our offense i'm sorry sorry san antonio our offense is dedic- is predicated on getting demar Derozan, lamarcus aldridge um shots in their most uh, efficient spots on the floor which is in the mid-range now Dejounte can hit a few from the outside he can hit a few from the inside so he's going to be giving us a blend from there and if we're going to run a play for for a three ball guess who's going to get it it's going to be Bryn okay um so we need to shoot more threes yes but we got to do it within the flow of the game and shoot them with confidence okay we're going to take a little quick break and we'll be right back Okay, we're going to take this quick break to remind you guys that a Bucking Spurs podcast is on YouTube and go to BuckingSpurs.com for all of our content, Uh, audio, YouTube wise, video, whatever it is, it is there. There is also a shop online where you can get some really cool San Antonio themed Bucking Spurs gear. But hey, represent and represent well a Bucking Spurs podcast. We do it for you, Spurs Nation. So go ahead and show your support there at the shop and make sure you go visit the website to get all of our content now let's talk about youtube just for a second okay so youtube we've been doing a couple episodes of drive through spurs takes that's where i'm on the road and i have spurs thoughts and i come back and i record those things and drop them for you guys because it's all about go spurs go well we have some new shows that are going to be dropping we got after the buzzer which is going to be a post game show where um i'm going to go ahead and record some thoughts on how we played win or lost the good spots the bad spots where things where do we need to improve who, who stood out who didn't and um you know signs of the tale you know the, the tell the telling of the tape if you will um that's one show another show that's coming on is the film room where once a week i will be breaking down spurs basketball i am a coach i do know a lot about the game and it's not just about takes and it's not about you know this and that x's and o's matter too and i love some of the offenses and um defensive schemes that san antonio does so just for you guys i will be breaking those down as well then we're two days a week stay tuned for the for the full schedule but two days a week we're gonna go live we're gonna go live on youtube and we're going to be taking your answers uh your questions and and we'll be chatting there on youtube live um i think i'm looking at tuesday and sundays for for those live chats so go ahead and stay tuned for all that make sure that you go and follow on youtube and you share the love if you have a spurs fan that you know and you think they need Spurs content, make sure you go and point them to our webpage and to our YouTube channel and make sure that you share this episode on Apple, 
podcasts on Spotify, on Stitcher Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast jam on, we are there. Thank you, Spurs Nation, for all the love. But now back to the pod. Three inches at 300 miles an hour is still going to do some damage. Goddamn right. It ain't about how Cheers to that, brother. Because Adam breastfed until he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I had small teeth. My mother loved me. What's the problem? But did you know that deer eat baby birds? Do <laughs> you think it's illegal to take a pellet gun and start popping pigeons from underneath the, the bridge? It's a very politically correct show. <laughs> I've never wiped my ass left-handed. You didn't left-hand it? I don't think I can. Shooting squirrels out of boats. You start second-guessing a lot of decisions that you make. When you know that you're up against one of yeah, nature's apex predators. Yeah, I'll eat some deer balls. I don't like shooting them anywhere near the heart because I like to eat the heart. So now we have a line at oh, said boat launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a pickle patch back up. Don't raise your panties in a bunch of snowflakes. Dude, we were hearing gobbles before we even sat down. We got yeah. out of the truck fucking everywhere. They saw they, they were committing to the decoys until they saw him. Right. Like, oh, hell no. This motherfucker's got me fucked up. <laughs> Bert doesn't even particularly care for the Wu-Tang, but when he starts sounding like (laughs) old, dirty bastard, there's a problem. Shut her down. I'm Bert. I'm Adam. I'm Ray. And this is the Racks, Fur, and Feathers podcast. Okay, really quick, some things that... Uh, we need a note. I want to talk about the last three preseason games. The first two just do not exist in my mind. They don't. Do, they don't give us nothing statistic-wise. They don't give us nothing really to analyze either. Um, good things or bad things. It's just it's just too small of a sample size. So I'm throwing those away. And then the last two, three ga- in the last three games, the Spurs gave up an average of 109 points per contest. All right, against. Against New Orleans, we gave up 123. Against Houston, we gave up 114, which isn't bad. And we gave up 91 to Memphis. And I think heading into the regular season, we need to be thinking about, okay, how can we improve in that? 109 is not terrible, um, but it's still a marker that we know we want to take down a little while. So defensively, I think we've shown in those last three games that we are capable of some things, and we're also capable of uh, letting James Harden go for 40 points, but coming out of that with the dub, right? So it's it's a mixed match. It's a, it's a process. It's something that's going to take all season long. Offensively, um, in the last three games, we scored 114 versus New Orleans. We took down Houston with 128, and obviously that game is going to give us a lot more offensive possessions just by the style of play. And then against Memphis, we closed it out with 104 points, and that was not our best game, I feel, on both ends, even though the score dictates 91-104 to 104. San Antonio. I think we have some improving to do. So that's our roundup here for the preseason. Thank you guys for all the love and everything that you guys have shown um, during this offseason and in this preseason, but it's time to get going. We have our first game against New York on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to go to our Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, follow us there. Again, YouTube, we're dropping special content for you guys. Um, make sure to share and rate this episode. Do me a favor, scroll down, uh, rate this episode, five stars, all that stuff helps me out tremendously. Thank you guys. If you have a friend or family member who is a part of Spurs Nation, make sure you get them this link. Make sure you share them. Don't hold, don't hog it all for yourself, Spurs Nation. We ain't selfish here in San Antonio. We move that rock, right? A beautiful game. We're looking to get everybody theirs. And so make sure that you share this episode. Thank you guys. Go Spurs, go. We'll catch-
win, lose, no matter. You make good fight, earn respect. Then nobody bother. Right.